Shomrabyug. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to On Shomrabyug. Welcome back to The Tiny Room. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And I am, as usual, joined by the man who can spill anything. It's <laughs> Benjamin. Say hello, Benjamin. I am currently working on spilling books. You can't spill a book, it. Ben. Uh, you probably can. Look, Give me a week. Long story short there, Ben spilled some water. I said, you should have carried the book. You can't spill a book. It was very funny in real life and we forced it into a joke on the podcast. <laughs> it hasn't worked. We both regret it. I don't really regret it. I don't really care. It's right, fine. Grant, fine. Benjamin, you'll hear there is a mysterious third voice in the tiny room today. <laughs> we are joined across the table by the face of Retro Gaming Ireland. It's Nisha. Hello, Nisha. Hello, how's it going? It's going very well so far. Did Ben <laughs> accidentally dampen you? No, I'm not too damp just yet. <laughs> very good. I'll get you next time. <laughs> yeah. Benjamin, do you want to do a little introduction for us there? <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. Very good. <laughs> Benjamin, Nisha, um, we are in what can only be described as the pop culture lull of late February, early March. Yes. There's very few releases. The cinema is very quiet. It is. It's pure quiet. It's very quiet. There have been very few big movies this year, even if you think about it. Well, there's no Infinity War. There's no Endgame. There's no... Exactly. There's, there's, no, there's no closing of a chapter. The biggest thing to look forward to this summer seems to be Black Widow. Yeah. In fact, Ben, <laughs> Ben and Nisha, here's a riddle, right? You riddle me this. Oh, God. What do you think the highest grossing movie of the year so far has been? Because I was thinking about this earlier and I thought, Christ, if I hadn't looked this up, I would not know. Judging by the memes that Birds of Prey isn't doing very well. No, Birds of Prey is not doing Sonic very well. Sonic is doing really well. Sonic is doing very well. Sonic's the second highest grossing film of the year so far. Get out of town. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Get out of town. 222 million international dollars. Oh. Bet they're glad they went back and uh, redesigned all that. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. They do reckon that a lot of the success of it is that people who wouldn't go and see it have gone to see it because they feel involved in it. Yeah, yeah they, they were listened to. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, we had our input into this. Let's make it a success. Yeah, absolutely. Because the people who complained about it on the internet, once you've seen the film, they weren't the target market. Not at it's all. A, it's quite a kiddie film. It's, yeah, it's and I know. Yeah, we, we talk about kids' films here a lot and we analyse them from an adult perspective. Which we probably shouldn't do. <laughs> but look. But anyway, the highest grossing film of the year so far is Bad Boys 3 Life. Oh, nice. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 385 international million dollars or something. Martin like Lawrence still pulling in the big books. Martin Lawrence is box office gold, as they Apparently. say. As they say. Apparently. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if cinemas are struggling this year. But anyway, look. The one thing that hasn't dried up is horror. Horror's always gone. It's always gone. Never never takes a break, that horror. Uh, no, Michael is referring to uh, a trailer that dropped this week for um, Bloody Candyman. Benjamin, we're so close together. I know, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I can feel whether Michael is enjoying the podcast or not, mm. based on his heartbeat. Mm. It's shocking. I'm very warm as well. I know, the heat coming off this man is just uncomfortable. Mm. Nisha, I'm assuming you're okay on that side of the yeah, room yeah, and you don't no have to deal with this level of intimacy that I never thought, oh, now his arms are around me. Of me <laughs> yeah. I want to sit over there. <laughs> Come on, get the three of us on this side. <laughs> you really don't, Nisha. You really don't. It's very warm. It's, yeah. Benjamin, talk about Candyman, please. <laughs> Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Ca ah, I didn't say it. It's fine. Uh, Candyman is a 90s horror movie from 1993, Michael. Is it? It is. It is. Um, and it's about a... Uh, 
it's probably unusual. It's an urban legend um, brought to life in the in the cinema. Basically, within a project, which is a a working class, lower class area Careful of government sponsored housing Careful in America, yeah. often referred to as the project. The project, yeah. And uh, basically, uh, a spectral entity has decided to haunt the projects, uh-huh. um, and it's the Candyman. Yeah, and the Candyman is a big, uh, nasty ghost that has a, a hook for a hand a and for a, hand. a ton of bees. Um, so if you're at all afraid of bees, it's not the movie for you. I forgot about the bees. Yes, the bees. It's a the bee. bees. He's a bee-themed killer. He's a bee-themed killer. He opens up his jacket, and inside is is his. Kind of is he made decaying, of bees? He's, he has a decaying corpse filled with bees. Oh. That's what he is. It's disgusting. Um, but, but now he's back. But now he's back. Um, so at the beginning of this, when this was originally announced, it was like, oh, Jordan Peele's next horror movie. Did it? Mm-hmm. It's not Jordan Peele's next horror movie. It's produced by Jordan Peele, and mm-hmm. it's been uh, directed by Nia DaCosta. Um, but it is following the Jordan Peele of uh, movie advertising. Uh, method, which is where we take a classic R&B song from the 90s and make it all spooky. I don't know if Say My Name is from the 90s. I know that's a bit pedantic, but... Well, we take a classic R&B song yeah. <laughs> yeah. and we make it spooky. spooky. Say my uh, name, say my name. Yeah, so it's very spooky. Dracula. It, it looks like it's kind of going to be in, in classic kind of modern horror fashion. It's going to be a little bit meta, mm-hmm. where... Um, Judging from the trailer, and this is all trailer analysis, so don't don't quote me on this, Nisha. Don't judge me too much on this. But it looks like an artist moves into uh, the area of the projects from the first movie, oh. and gentrification starts to take place. It's a sequel because it gets yes, I think it's a sequel. Stop looking in my eyes. It's, <laughs> it, is a, it is a it is a sequel, Michael. It is a sequel, um, and. He looks to be possessed by the spirit of mm, Candyman, or mm. becomes an avatar yeah. of the Candyman, which is going to be pretty interesting. It's it's all Jordan Peele territory. It's going to be really Benjamin, interesting. Go on. If you summoned the Candyman, yeah. and he was coming to get you, yeah. would you just go Beetlejuice, 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 and see what happens? That'd be great. What That'd do you be think great. Would I, I think Michael Keaton would win. <laughs> I don't know. He can transport people to other dimensions. Yeah. Candyman can just yeah. cut you up real would, nice. Would Beetlejuice though? Would he be inclined to help you, or would he just help Candyman kill you? What I reckon would happen is they'd probably get into a little bit of an ego competition and Beetlejuice get all irritated and be like, oh, I'll show you who's a real spooky son of a bitch. But would they have a spooky son of a bitch fight over who got to kill you? Like, a, Oh, they would actually. It'd be a bit of a Freddy versus Jason vibe. Yeah. Uh. Or you could go Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. <gasps> Three-way. Three-way Titan Clash. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Bloody Mary wins. Do you reckon? Longevity. All right. She's been around a long time. Yeah. Oh, Candyman's just a rip-off of Bloody Mary. Oh, it's ruined it for me. Oh. Have you not... Just took it away from me. I mean, it's just like that. You stand in the mirror. Yeah, it's the same setup. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Nisha, are you a big horror fan? Um, I am a little bitch when it comes to horror movies. <laughs> that's okay, I am too. <laughs> oh, that's good. You and Ben cannot go to see it together. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Nice. Here, is it played by the same actor from... Yeah, so it's the same The same actor has reprised as well. He's been seen on set. Was it right. Tony Todd? Uh, it's Tony Todd, the, the big guy from the first one. He's a terrifying stature of a man. He's mm-hmm. huge. Um, and he wears that big trench coat. He's back. Um, but I think the main actor from this trailer is going to take over as Candyman because ah, he's yeah. possessed. Um, one of the interesting things that they're doing to change it is in the original movie, you didn't see that much of kind of a supernatural force to Candyman. You just end up kind of gutted and stuff like this. Yeah. In this, he seems to have much more of a, a kind of supernatural strength, throwing people around, kind of a classic thing. The opening scene from the trailer is, is quite quite harrowing. Mm, girls in the bathroom. Of, the, the girls in the bathroom. And then one poor girl has to witness this kind of 
bloody slaughter, <laughs> which is just great crack. Not great. Benjamin, you've written down here in our notes, Tales from the Loop. Tell us, Ben, what the heck is that? It's going to be a bloody Amazon Prime thing. It's a little bit of a an, an anthology series by the looks of things. You enjoy book. those. Basically, yeah. Tales from the Loop is about a town that's built on top of a device that's used to contact the universe. Now, oh. what that means, Michael, is beyond me because mm-hmm. I just saw a trailer and it'll probably be spelled out as we go along. But basically, the rules of physics don't work in this town. The the natural laws of physics and and life don't work in this town because this device kind of changes everything. So you can get away with massive scientific breakthroughs based on the fact that they don't have to adhere to the original laws of physics. Didn't they do that before? Wasn't there a show based on that before? Yeah, a town called Eureka. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a bit of a remake of that. Okay. Um, but it's not a whole government thing. It's not a think tank or anything like that. This is just, apparently a mad scientist moves to town, builds this universe communication device, and then the people in the town can do all kinds of weird stuff. They get brand new technological breakthroughs and stuff. It's got a pretty decent cast. It sounds like they show a town called Eureka. It does sound like the show A Town Called Eureka. Must be an echo in here, Michael. This is weird that I that hope, bounced around. I hope not. We've got all this padding and stuff. Yeah, I know. We've spent so much money on it. <laughs> Nisha can now see the full extent of the, you know, really professional padding job we've done in this room. Where we've kind of just taken panels and slapped them in different places, being like, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. That's that'll how do it. it. That's, how that's, that's how soundproofing works. <laughs> don't need to cover the whole room. Anyway, Ben. I'm not going to watch that, I don't think. You probably won't, Michael. Amazon Prime's hard to keep up with. Mm. They just don't seem to do as much marketing as Netflix or... I tell you what, though, is Picard on Amazon Prime? It is. Still pretty good. You still enjoying it, Picard? Still enjoying Picard. I know that's not on our notes sheet, but it is pretty good. And somewhat thematically related to this week's topic, it's taken on a bit of a structure which you could envisage, let's say, a Mass Effect series having. Well, look what he did there. That's a, that's a buttery segue, Nisha. You can, <laughs> yeah. you can enjoy a Michael Leonard segue in the flesh. Oh, yeah. You've ruined go. it, though. I know, yeah. <laughs> You've ruined I, it by I pointing just, it out. Well, I wanted to include Nisha. So anyway, speaking about video games, here we go. Hello, Nisha. Hello. Welcome to the tiny room. Sorry you had to sit through that. That's all right. Nisha, um, so tell us, you are basically the face of Irish retro gaming. I'm um, a, a blogger, a collector. Actually, no, scratch that. I'm not a blogger. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm a collector, uh, enthusiast, hobbyist, mm-hmm. I suppose, uh, of retro video games. And so, not the Xbox 360. <laughs> ben. <laughs> oh, what? There's nothing retro about the Xbox 360. You're such a young pup. When did I say Xbox 360? Earlier on. The, w- Nisha and oh, I had, right. Sorry. We, we had, had the conversation. <laughs> we had a conversation about what we assume you consider retro. I consider PlayStation 1 retro. That's about yeah. my, my, oh, right. my, my barrier for retro. PlayStation 1 is retro yeah, enough. Is, is it retro good, enough? Yeah, yeah. Do, I, do I pass the test? So, Nisha, you, you started kind of seriously collecting about five years ago. Is that right? Yeah, about... Yeah, about five or six years ago. And does your girlfriend regret giving you the system that started this new obsession? 100%. Can't <laughs> <laughs> she definitely regrets it. Um, she was the, the, the main catalyst in me collecting because <clears throat> I went to a friend's house and he had a Super Nintendo and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, I haven't seen one of these in years. So I hadn't been into retro games. Like, like I moved on. I went along with the times. Uh, with regards to gaming so I had a PS2 had an Xbox 360 had a PS3 and not then, then not a retro, very retro console yeah, see. <laughs> and then where, when I went to, uh, to my friend's house and I saw the Super Nintendo I wouldn't shut up about it then when I went home and <laughs> for weeks and weeks and funny enough it was leading up to my birthday excuse me and then Joanne surprised me with uh, a Super Nintendo a copy of Super Mario Kart 
and a copy of Lemmings, which didn't work. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! But that's that's okay. I play Super Mario Kart. So obviously, then, because it's a kart, it's the it was the original console, not the modern mini versions. No, no, no. It was it was a good few years before they were even announced uh, any of the minis. Like how so do it was uh, the original SNES? How do retro purists feel about the minis? Um, like I I'm not a purist. I play on a big flat screen TV. <laughs> modern. I use. Uh, 16-9 is aspect ratio, which a lot of purists absolutely despise. Uh, and I kind of do, I kind of post pictures purposely using that now just to annoy them. <laughs> because like play it whatever way you enjoy it, you know what I mean? You don't have to have, not everyone has room for a big CRT chunky TV. So play it whatever way you want to play it. So some people might uh, frown upon the, the minis, but I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're really cool. You know, I have the I have the NES and the SNES. I haven't got the new Sega one, but that does look really cool. And there's there's loads of games on it that, uh, if you were to buy them now, like for for instance, the the SNES classic has Earthbound on it, which is wasn't available in Europe, so you can't get it as a PAL game, like a, a legitimate one. Obviously, you can get a repro one. But if you were to buy the NTSC version, the American, you'd have to get an American console or you'd have to get an adapter and then you'd have to buy the game. And the game could cost you hundreds, mm-hmm. like literally mm-hmm. hundreds. And if you want to get a box, which some people are mad into, I don't know, it could cost you thousands or whatever. Like, So, so you're going to have to forgive my ignorance here. On the the NES classic, the little mini system yeah. that you have, Yeah, you don't need to buy cartridges. It's loaded into it's, the... It comes loaded with X amount of games. Yeah, there we go. So uh, the NES came out with, I think, 20-something games. Uh, and then the SNES Classic might have had about 30. But the cool thing about the SNES Classic was that it, <coughs> it, they added in a game which was previously unreleased. So, you know, Star Fox or Lilac yeah, Wars yeah. Uh, has a few different names. Uh, they made a Star Fox 2 but never release it. So when they brought out the SNES Classic, they uh, released uh, uh, Star Fox 2 for the first time, which is crazy because what, it was made like 20 years ago and never saw the light of day. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to get an, an unreleased Super Nintendo game in, what, 2019? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I really enjoy... Sorry, I'm going to get a bit nerdy. <laughs> well, I, I really enjoy new games on retro systems. There's something about that concept that just really yeah, tickle, tickles yeah. my pickle. Yeah, there's there's and there's a he- like there's loads of people that make their their own games for retro consoles. Yeah, uh, Etsy's if you go on to Etsy, it's like a marketplace website. There's loads of people have homebrews and hacks of games. Where there's Super Mario Bros, but like it's Super Luigi Bros, you know, or, or Sonic, or Sonic in Super Mario in Super Mario's world, and there's so many, <laughs> there's just so many like different kind of homebrews and hacks that you can get, and it is cool to see new games. Like I think that y- Ukulele was that the um, game that came out recently for Nintendo Switch or something. Yeah, but I think they might have released. They did something where they released like an N sixty four version. As well. Now, I don't know if it was a playable game, but they brought it out with the box and the cartridge and stuff like that. Oh, delicious. And, uh, and it was really cool looking like. So, how do you feel about remasters of classic games then, in that case, in, in the same style of bringing these out on new newer kind of versions of the console? Are you asking me, that? Ben? No, I'm not asking you. Well, I really enjoyed Wonder Boy. Wonder oh, Boy yeah, in, that looks cool. Dragon I, World. I haven't that played it, but. So great. Nisha is the guest. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> asking the guest. Oh, boo. Not you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm all for remakes, um, be it video games, movies. You know, I don't, I like, I don't understand why you wouldn't be for it because if you don't like it, don't play it or don't watch it. 
and if you like it then all it does is add to the fandom you know what I mean I don't feel like the remake of Final Fantasy 7 is in any way going to take away from the original Final Fantasy 7 they don't come to your house and kick in the door and take your Final Fantasy 7 and stop you playing it you can still play the original Ben can you yeah stop panicking (laughs) great I I wasn't although having said that though with modern rights management in games there is a certain extent where that could happen. They, they <laughs> kick in your door kind and of your stuff. Di- they can digitally kick in your door. Oh, okay. There was a, there's actually an interesting case recently that Warcraft 3 has been remastered. And if you are playing Warcraft 3, the original Warcraft 3 online, the remaster has kind of ruined the original because they updated some things. And yeah, so, I mean, digitally, they can come and kick in your door and take your old games away. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> no good. You've just reminded me when you talking about the SNES. That was the first console that I ever got to own because yeah. my, my grandparents one Christmas went off and I don't know how they found it. But anyway, they went to something, I suppose, similar to Rage here in Dublin or, yeah. or something of that sort. And my grandfather used to be involved in, in markets and stuff like that. Cool. And he helped people rent stalls and equipment. And he was wandering around one that he had helped set up. And uh, came home <laughs> in, with this old leather bag that must have been for school <laughs> school books or something like that and we were like what's this and he goes that's for you and he, he gave it to me and I was like what is this and I opened it and in is the, the big grey unit like and the controllers and he just bought this rake of like SNES cartridges oh, so we had nice. like Mortal Kombat 2 and Mortal Kombat 3 and my, my mom was <laughs> Mortal Kombat 4 <laughs> no, it's Mortal Kombat 1 it was really just Mortal Kombat now that I it was really just Mortal Kombat but Kirby like the original Kirby game was there and then it had um the one with the neighbours who were zombies zombies ate my neighbours that's the one (laughs) that was handy but we had all these and we set them up and I remember the first time playing Mortal Kombat and my mum my mum had just become obsessed (laughs) with this Mortal Kombat (laughs) 3 Mortal Kombat Special Edition just mad for Mortal Kombat Go on, sorry. I was, yeah. Um, and my mum came in when we were playing Mortal Kombat and she was, she was so sure looking at the little characters and stuff like that. I was like, oh, they're lovely little cartoon characters. They're lovely. And then she saw this kind of clunky Mortal Kombat <laughs> yeah. and your man gets his head kicked off right as she walks in. She's like, Jesus Christ. That poor fella. <laughs> that poor lad. And she went, apparently my grandma got an earful from her later. Oh. I was like, what are you buying, my son? But we still have that in my house, just this oh, leather nice. bag filled with like SNES gear. It's gas. Yeah, mostly Mortal Kombat games. <laughs> We, <laughs> here's where we're going to have a point of contention, right? Just quick explanation for our international listeners, right? Go on. Our international listeners. Throughout the world, there was, in the 80s and early 90s, there was this famous Nintendo-Sega rivalry. Yeah. But Ireland was a weird place because... Still is. Yeah, it still was. is. <laughs> in many markets, one, one of them dominated. Like, this was either a Sega country or a, a Nintendo oh, okay. country. But Ireland was really split. And yeah. I think in Ireland, particularly for boys, because video games did used to be predominantly a boys thing, your friendship group was decided by if you had a <laughs> Sega or a Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I was a Sega person. Oh. So you both sicken me. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Nisha is the one that ended it all. He is our Helen of Troy. Um, and uh, yeah, we're all done. We're all done. That's it. Um, keep playing Nintendo. Nisha, we'll start a podcast of our own. Um, (laughs) It'll be Grant. Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Mortal Kombat 1, 2 and 3, where we talk about Mortal Kombat 1, 2 and 3 every week. week. Retrospectively. We might not make a mint out of this one, Nisha, but we'll try. We'll try. It's a labour of love. Look at this fella. He has a nice hat. (laughs) And he can shoot lightning. And you can change the hat colour. No, no, not in the olden days, Ben. You see, you're too young. You don't understand. Sorry. Anyway. 
Let's bloody let's bloody get on with what we're doing. We're we're talking today, Benjamin and Nisha. Twenty minutes in, <laughs> we're talking about video game really inspired by Sonic a couple of yes. weeks ago, and the fact that Sonic, as we have just found out, is the second highest grossing movie of the year, which is significant. Which is significant. Two hundred twenty-two million, not massive, but big, big, on a budget of about seventy-five, I think. Which okay. is you know it's made money. It's 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 reaped some rewards. It has and. It is on track, if nothing comes along and absolutely derails it, to possibly having a shot at being the most successful video game movie of all time. Do you want Mm. to have a little guess, Ben, of what is currently the most successful video game movie of all time? Have a little guess. But, now hold on, I can see you thinking. If you're (laughs) going to get it wrong, get it wrong in a humorous way so I can mock you. Super Mario Brothers it wasn't, Bob ben, No It wasn't You absolute fool What a foolish answer Okay I was going to try And give a legitimate answer But then I could see The hope in Michael's eyes That I would Just screw it up completely And right. uh, Alright go on then. Job done Give us a real answer What do you think uh, It's not Super Mario Brothers No I, I doubt it What would be the highest grossing Video game movie of all time Now don't spend too long on this Because this is No no not, no That's not podcasting it's gold It's not podcasting magic People listening to you guessing It's not Assassin's Creed it's Is it not for the sheer no. Fan base involved no. in Assassin's you know? Creed I'm going to guess Resident Evil Just because of the amount of them Probably in terms of the series Yes but the single Individual Highest grossing Video game movie of all time Instantly forgettable But quite successful Warcraft Oh no oh, way Oh god <laughs> I tried. I tried. I I'd, I'd say I watched it for about twenty minutes, and yeah, that it's was a it. hard watch. I couldn't do it. That it's, was really upsetting as well because it was Duncan Jones, wasn't it? It was Duncan Jones. Yeah, it was yeah. his kind of foray into big movies, mainstream pop culture blockbusters. The Chinese actually, loved it, didn't they? The Chinese loved it. Grand bunch of lads. Grand bunch of lads. Chinese. Grand bunch of lads. Uh, they did absolutely love Warcraft. <laughs> loved Warcraft. But <laughs> let's go back and talk about the video game movie that started it all. Ben, your favorite and mine. The Super Mario Brothers from 1993. So I've I've fallen in love with this movie for one reason and one reason only, Michael. It is directed by two people who have the most porno-like names that I've ever come across. <laughs> Rocky Martin, Morton, sorry, Rocky Morton, and Annabelle Janka, Janka yeah, yeah. which is just, it's just, it's it's right up there on the Pornhub top watch this week, <laughs> trending this week. I reckon they're pseudonyms. They, they must be. Mm. They must be. Um, but yeah, the Super Mario Brothers starring uh, Bob Hoskins and Edward Hopper. John Luiziamo. No, it's yeah, John. Oh yeah, John Luiziamo and but Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Edward Hopper. Who's Edward Hopper? Uh, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Looking every inch like Rutger Hauer. Yes, so Rutger Hauer. Yeah. So Blade Runner. Anyway, look, Ben. Come on. The real reason we've brought Nisha in is he unashamedly loves Super Mario Brothers the movie. I love it. Really? Yeah. Tell us more. I know it's. Well, not even theoretically. It is a terrible movie. (laughs) But I absolutely love it. I'm completely blinded by nostalgia and being a kid watching it. I can remember, like, watching it on Christmas Eve on the TV and just being blown away, like, and trying to pick out, oh, that guy's supposed to be Toad or that's Yoshi, whatever. You know, like, little kind of hints of uh, the video game. But even though it is absolutely... Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. But I, I, I love it, and I've watched it so many times. And I love the the. I don't know if you ever know uh, any of the background on, on the on making the, making the movie, but apparently it was a complete another shit show. Good, like rewrites, different directors, uh, Bob Hoskins and Anthony getting uh, really <laughs> drunk while they were acting and stuff. Excellent. 
<laughs> so yeah, it, it was very turbulent. Um, I've learned all this from watching the game historian. He has an episode on it, and it was just absolutely amazing. Like to look at like hearing how how much madness went on during the filming of this terrible movie, <laughs> <laughs> but I still love it. I was introduced. I was introduced to the concept of the Super Mario movie through memes. Oh because yeah, I, I had always seen the little dinosaur-headed guy. In, in memes the Koopa Trooper he's supposed yeah, to be yeah. a Koopa, Koopa Trooper, Trooper isn't he yeah and it I never realised until I actually looked up some YouTube clubs clubs YouTube clubs <laughs> yeah YouTube clubs <laughs> YouTube clubs uh, coming this fall um, from Google um, it's lucky you don't speak for a living isn't <laughs> it no it is isn't it it's good that I don't you know occasionally have to speak well because <laughs> that'd be awful um, I looked up some YouTube clips yeah, got it, got yeah. it. I got it Michael yeah 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 I got it that come time. on, come on um, and I realised their heads are tiny yeah they're inside big 90s suits with tiny heads kind of like Beetlejuice and he has his head shrunk yeah Look at that cyclical. He's he's a natural. He's a natural. Uh, I so I watched this film last night. Actually, okay, because I thought, look, I'm not. You gonna, watched it? Did I you? watched it last oh, night. Deadly. I thought I'm not going to go. I'm not going to lay into this film on memory. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I watched it, and first of all, you know what? It's not that much worse than Sonic. Oh really? It's not. It's <laughs> no. it's all shagging over the place and it's a real late 80s film even though it came out in 1993 that's late 80s you can see what what you mean about it was in development hell for years it's such an 80s film for some reason Mario has who's played by Bob Hoskins and is this little short balding mustachioed man a relatively good actor he's a good actor but for some reason he his girlfriend is this bizarrely busty sexy lady (laughs) I mean that would never happen in a kids movie now and like the 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 evil henchwoman Koopa's henchwoman I think her name is Lena she's played by an Irish actress is she? yeah and she's this bizarre psychosexual dominatrix lady (laughs) and Mario and Luigi get beaten up by this very large strong muscular woman who they then Mario has to seduce her so 80s oh, yeah. he has to seduce her to try With and the get boot, to get the boots off yeah, her yeah and to get the meteorite from out oh, between yeah. her large chest <laughs> oh, God. the sort of stuff that you would never see in a kids movie today it's wow such a biz- psychosexual nightmare this universe they're transported to is Dennis Hopper Bowser in this is he supposed to be yeah well he's yeah. Coop. He's King Koopa I think or Coop he's Koopa something yeah King Koopa I think he called, he's called. <clears throat> okay. yeah, King or King Cooper even he has a big long tongue at one point yeah because he got semi-de-evolved uh. but here's the thing right and this is where you you can both hop in and talk over me if you want but this movie bears so little resemblance to the Super Mario oh, Brothers yeah. games big time but it had to because games back then the plot was go from the left to the right mm. And find the princess. Mm. How in the holy hell do you make that into a film? Well, you have to be a fan of the game, first of all. See, this is the thing. Apparently, when the movie started out, it was a completely different film. And uh, uh, Bob Hoskins was saying that he was going on set (laughs) and not even learning uh, whatever his uh, lines were for the day because... He'd get one on Monday, and then on Tuesday, it'd be completely different. <laughs> so it, they, they they didn't have any narrative to stick to to make it similar mm. to the video game. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I think, anyway. Because it because it chopped and changed so much. It's like, how can you... But you're, you're right, because how can you bring this this world mm-hmm. to life? But 
Surely they could have done it a little bit better. But like, <laughs> even even Toad, the guy who's like uh, busking on the streets and yeah. has a terrible haircut, and like, surely he should have been a more significant character in the movie. Well, that's that's what they did, isn't it? They just they made a bizarre inter- interdimensional travel film. Yeah. They just made a bizarre international travel film and then slapped Mario character names yeah. on it. That's what they did. Like oh. the 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 world they go to is this bizarre post-apocalyptic kind of Mad Max New York yeah, kind yeah, of place. Yeah. But because there used to be a king and he got turned into a fungus, it's the <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, ah, ah, see, boring. That gets us around it. <laughs> oh, that look, gets look us it. around it. <laughs> this is a classic '90s writer here in the studio. It's our fourth guest for the day. It's Max Valance, <laughs> hey, '90s so screenwriting what we'll superstar. Is, what we'll do is we'll call it the Mushroom Kingdom. Then we'll all film that and we'll go have some cocaine. <laughs> Are you guys okay with that? Pretty solid with that. Yeah, Max. Yeah, Let's yeah, have some goddamn cool cocaine. Fun. We've been making this movie too long. I'm as, getting antsy. As usual, Max, half your fee will be actual money, and the other half will be a mountain. A Peruvian marching powder. Great. Just for you. Have the usual girl deliver it. <laughs> oh, the busty dominatrix with the meteorite. Yes, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> I think in general, like, level design is one of the mo- the biggest nightmares for any movie adaptation. Go on. Um, in, in general, it, it's the playability of video games that makes it so difficult. I think a lot of the times when we get the rights to video games to make them into movies people are like oh yeah people love this people love this lore and franchise and it's not necessarily that people enjoy the experience of working their way through that world and I think adapting it into a film takes that away from the the viewer they're not in control of that world anymore mm-hmm. and I think especially with more open world games where you get to make your own choices and things like that people play the character they want to play the way they want to play the character and then what happens is you're play, you're watching it in the cinema like the character would never make that yeah. decision would, yeah, the yeah. character would never do that and mm-hmm. it's like well they might but there's no set way that character That's would behave do, it. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean and I think that kind of gets in the way and it blocks a lot of what is going on as, as you watch I think a couple of movies have made some pretty big attempts at that kind of first player thing Hardcore Henry I don't know if oh, you saw yeah, that yeah. one the, the film seemed completely from the yeah. perspective with Jerry B I'm not sure. Oh, no, it wasn't Jerry B. Was it Jerry B? I don't know. They did it in Doom as well with The Rock, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. turns to the, to the first That's person. That's the last scene, isn't it? They switch over uh, to, to first person yeah. shooting, which is just bizarre. Yeah. Apparently, it, it, I thought it was pretty cool, though. But yeah. No, no it, was, it was great to watch because, again... That's the experience that you're familiar with. Yeah, now, exactly, Watching an yeah. entire movie in that shaky kind of yeah, movement style would probably drive you mad. It was Charlotte O'Copley, wasn't it? I think it might have been Charlie O'Copley. Yeah, it sounds like one of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched another one in preparation for this called Guns Akimbo, which was a Daniel Radcliffe one that came out just before Christmas. I've never heard of that um, video game. <laughs> it isn't, but it's based on video game design. It's a big open world player versus player thing. Basically, in this movie, um, it's similar to The Purge, I guess, but like a, an illegal purge. There's a group called Schism, and what they do is they track down, kidnap, um, and modify psychopaths or former convicts or something like that. And then they make them fight in real world matches. So they say, you have 24 hours to kill this player. And then the whole thing is filmed with drones illegally and that you have these people cool. running around. But basically, one guy gets in trouble and Daniel Radcliffe's character gets pulled into this world and he has guns bolted to his hands. Yeah. And so he always has to move with the guns and stuff like this. But it's all level design where he has to find the different characters, move from one level to the next. Really? And it's not directly referenced that that's what it is. But that's yeah. clearly what it is. And there's one entire action scene that's set up like the old Donkey Kong versus Mario level. 
Yeah. Where he has to go up the different levels. Yeah. And fight his way through. Deadly. And shot. That sounds class. <laughs> really? It's, it's a really interesting <laughs> film. Like, it's not the best film in the world. It's starring an Irishman as the antagonist. Um, oh, I'm going to get it wrong. Damn it, I had it written down. Um, we spin our wheels. Yeah, you spin your wheels very, very quickly. So, Ben, it sounds quite good that you're looking at your phone to find out who is the baddie. Thanks for that. Is it Colin Farrell? He's Irish. It's not, it's not Farreller, no. It's not the Farreller. Come on, keep it scrolling. Is, Kimbo. Uh, keep scrolling. The young, the young guy from the... Um, no, he's not young at all. He's, he's, he's an elf, and you see him around Dublin all the time. He's always in and out of different places. Why is IMDb so great? Neil Dennehy, there uh, it is. Uh, Ned Dennehy, sorry. Ned Dennehy. Uh, he pops up as a character <laughs> actor in everything. He was in oh, Piggy Blinders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, he was in Good Omens. Can I see him? Yeah, that's Ned Dennehy. Uh, he, yeah. He's the yeah. main villain. He's yeah. all covered in tattoos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he has different boss levels because basically the character that he has to kill is like a boss. So every once in a while you see it. And they're all boss fights. That's that's what they are between different characters. So it's a really yeah, interesting yeah. thing. I am yeah. literally going straight home after this to watch that. Yeah, it's out, it's out now. You can get it now on download. Legally, of course. Is this yeah, film? Course. Is this podcast sponsored by that film? It should be. Um, <laughs> it's Guns Akimbo. Guns Akimbo. Right. That's what it's called. Right. Guns Akimbo. And it's got Daniel Radcliffe in it. Oh, and it's not down. that bad. If uh, if it's no use, then we'll start a witch hunt. Yeah, that's fair enough. You can come after me. Um, but yeah, I think it's that level design and I think it's that experience of actually getting to control the character that's missing from a lot of these movies. I don't know how you feel about that, Nish. Yeah, well, uh, um, I do. I hadn't thought about it like that before, but now that you say it, it makes perfect sense. So uh, absolutely, because people play games so differently, like with games that you have so many different choices. Like, uh, do you ever play Dragon Age? was on yes. the PS3. So many different choices, so many different outcomes. You can be good, you can be bad, or whatever. So I could play it completely different to you. We could both love it, and then we go into the movie, and it might be the way I played it. You're going to hate the movie. The yeah, way, exactly. <laughs> the way you played it, I'm going to hate the movie. You know, so it'd be very, uh, completely split people. But yeah, that's, uh, I never thought about it like that. But it's a very good way of looking at it. There you go. In a sense, then it makes that? it's a very good way of looking at it, Michael. Ah, one compliment. <laughs> you get one compliment. Just saying. We're too close together for your head to get any Just bigger. <laughs> when you when you take that into consideration, though, it's kind of a miracle then that The Witcher worked. Yeah, I loved it. The Witcher, although was very very good. I played about twenty hours to thirty hours in the game, and I feel like I did. I didn't progress at all. <laughs> and I just I couldn't I cu- I didn't have the time to to delve into it. That I was yeah, like yeah. I can't put two hundred hours into this game. Like I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. I had exactly the same experience with The Witcher. I've pl- I've started it probably six times. Yeah, and gotten about ten or fifteen hours in each time, and then gone. <sighs> Where am I? What's going what on? Yeah. Yeah. Why have I been playing this for 15 hours and I'm still <laughs> shit at it? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Yeah. yeah. See, that's why retro games are fucking deadly. Because you pick up Super Mario Bros. Boom, you're playing it. You're, you're having fun within the first few seconds. You're, just, you're going from left to right. And that's why they're fantastic. Unless you're me, in which case it takes you roughly about 15 <laughs> yeah. hours and you're still yeah. shit at retro Check out our, uh, our famous uh, video friendship test where Ben tested my patience by playing Spider-Man <laughs> versus the Kingpin. It's your own fault. I told you I can't play video games. You didn't listen. Um, so have you seen any of the other like more modern adaptations of, of retro games than stuff like Rampage? from? Uh, I've Movie-wise, uh, I've seen... Mm, it's not retro Assassin's Creed I'm trying to think of the movies I've seen all the Resident Evil movies which Resident Evil is I'd imagine yeah, I think start that's on fair. N64 yeah, like exactly. on PS1 uh, I love the Resident Evil movies 
all of them. I thought they're fun. You know, I'm not expecting an like an Oscar winner here. Like it's just <laughs> it's a bit of fun, blood and gore. Um, I'm trying to think. Hitman. I really liked the first Hitman that came out. That was the one with Timothy Oliphant. O- Oliphant. Mm-hmm. Was That's it? a fun name to say. It is, isn't it? It was her- him and Olga Kurilenko. Oh, I yeah. always get that wrong. In uh, Lord of the Rings, he's called Timothy Oliphant or Timothy Mummakill. <sighs> you can just <laughs> ignore Lord that, Nisha. Oh, just no, that. elaborate, please. Little Lord of the Rings <laughs> joke for you there. That's for the very niche group of listeners that are actually Lord of the Rings fans. Um, in terms of like Resident Evil and stuff, do, do you find that that's like a faithful adaptation or do you just enjoy seeing the all-out gore? I just enjoy the gore. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy the movie. Like, um, I, I, I didn't look at it as a a complete, like, what would you say? Oh, the video game turned into a movie. It's just an adaptation of it. Yeah, its, so of it's, its, not a, it's not a faithful kind of yeah. shot for shot. Yeah. I mean, they don't even try really, do they? I mean, <laughs> no. They introduce a super heroic character who has superpowers and it's his wife. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's your wife. Imagine, imagine the game Resident Evil, but if instead of the main character, it was your wife and she has superpowers. Mm. But that's, that's not at all like the video game. <laughs> that's, but that's it. That's the Resident Evil series. And I say that as if it's a complaint, but I love every single one of those films. <laughs> they fall into that Resident Evil underworld, I Frankenstein's you underworld. I Frankenstein. I love underworld movies. See? There you go. Good movies. Good like movies. They, they do. They, they have a they bit have of a video gaminess about them. Yeah, absolutely. Quality to them. They're like shoot em ups. It's anyway, where were we going? Nisha. Yes. Is it true to say that your favourite game is Pokemon? One of. One of. Um, Pokemon Blue would be one of my favourite games. It's in the top three. Just Absolutely. Assuming that some of our listeners aren't that up to date on video games, just very quickly tell them what Pokemon Blue is. Uh, it was one of the original Game Boy games. For It started out originally in Japan. It was Pokemon Green and Red, so they didn't have a blue. And oh, then when it came oh, to didn't know that at all. Western <laughs> markets, they, they made it red and blue. Uh, and then obviously yellow which was uh, they brought in all the kind of characteristics of the cartoon with Pikachu walking behind you and having Jesse and James for Team oh, Rocket oh yeah <laughs> no my no. Like, sorry first first two games I ever owned were were Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 you've already told <laughs> us this four or five. but no the, the, the first kind of Game Boy thing I ever got was with my communion money oh, nice. and I bought red and blue at the same time no not realising there was no difference yeah, between game. the two games <laughs> and I went and I bought them Brilliant. because everybody in school had them and I was like oh, I'm going to get them both and nice. I, I wasted some of my communion money on both oh, that's an investment yeah. if you ask me <laughs> yeah well fair enough they're still knocking around somewhere in the house um, those are really interesting games though in terms of stuff like that like they were completely open well kind of not they're pretty world, big, yeah, but they're, they're open world pretty big games yeah, yeah. like uh, you could take you uh, maybe 50 odd hours 60 odd hours to complete it um, and that's just completing the story then if you want to collect all of the 150 official 151 you'd have to trade you know? and stuff wouldn't you yeah so you'd have to have red and blue to, to mix and match see so, 20 yeah, years later ahead you find out you were ahead of the game yeah. <laughs> there you go look, yeah. look, look at me huh? yeah. look at me uh, yeah no did you see the detective Pikachu I have seen it numerous times and I absolutely loved it. Oh, now, I don't think it was, again, it's, I, I don't know, is it a video game movie? Would you, would you? Uh, is it? I yeah, mean, like, like, it is, and it isn't. Imagine if you took Pokemon, yes. but instead of the main character being Pikachu, it's Ryan Reynolds and your wife. I'm pretty okay I'd with that. I'd be okay that. with Ryan Reynolds <laughs> as my wife. <laughs> fine by me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Great. 
When can I meet him? I mean, yeah, it's not based on a specific video game. No, no, I don't think so. But I thought it was an, a, a fantastic film, and like I, I, and I'm assuming every other Pokemon fan have been waiting so long for a live action movie to come out that yeah. it had a lot, it had a lot to to live up to. You know, there was I felt like there was a lot of pressure on it to be good. And now I'm known as what's called a Gen Oneer. Right. right, so I'm um a, the boomer of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. uh, is that what it's called, a boomer? Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, okay boomer. boomer. Yeah. Such I'm, a, I'm a Gen Oneer because I've only ever gotten into the Gen Generation One of Pokemon. I've never moved on. So, but what I liked with Detective Pikachu is there was loads of newer Pokemon, which I I couldn't tell you what generation they're from, but. Because there's absolutely hundreds of them now. Those monkeys that are pricks. Yeah, yeah, those are the prick monkeys. <laughs> prick monkey. That's yes, what it's called yeah, in the game. What, yeah, that's yeah. what it's called in the game. And uh, so, but they, that movie actually made me want to go back and learn about these new Pokemon, prick, poke, prick monkey, <laughs> and prick it, he Pokemon, evolves into big prick monkey. Yeah. So, um, but um, it actually, that's what I really liked about the movie was that it got me interested in the the newer generation of Pokemon. So not just. The original ones, um, and I, I kind of I feel like now I'm a super nerd Pokemon nerd, right? I love Pokemon, but again, I've always kept it to Gen One. So now with with Detective Pikachu, I'm kind of starting to branch out a little bit, you know. We're giving it a go. Give it a go. My cousin dies for Pokemon. He loves them. He just <laughs> he plays it on Switch all the time. He comes yeah. over and he thinks that I because I I would have stopped it. Gem one as well, like the anime and the thing. Yeah. But he comes over and he'll like tell me all about these Pokemon. He's like, you know what I mean? Because this one involves this one. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Nidoran. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. he's like, and then he was like, and it was so obvious to me that I needed an evolving stone. I was like, evolving stone. I know yeah, that one. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah. I don't know. Evie. Yeah, 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 Evie. I, I, I was so like, oh, did you need, did you have an electric type? He's like, he's like, no, but it's a ghost type. Come on, Come it's on, a man. fairy type Pokemon. Get what your head in the game. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I have Pokemon Red and Blue. <laughs> yeah, and Mortal, I have Pokemon Red and Blue and Mortal Kombat one through five. <laughs> I did actually try and show him Red and Blue, and he was just like, "This is so boring." And I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> never mind." I mean, most Pokemon fans these days, I'd say, the, what's the average age of a Pokemon fan? Probably like twenty three, twenty four, even younger. I would yeah, Gen yeah. Is like no, yeah. I mean Pokemon current big current Pokemon Gen Pokemon. Pokemon yeah. yeah, like uh, I actually got a call off one of my best friends. Um, he was in CEX yesterday and he had my godson, his son, and he was buying him his first Pokemon game. And oh, AJ wow. is only five. Wow. And it says on the box three and up. And I was like, oh, like, could he play it? I don't know. Like, it, like there's a lot of, they're, they're quite difficult games to, to navigate through. They're quite big. But then I feel like the newer ones, like, uh, you know, Let's Go Pikachu or uh, an Eevee, um, yeah. they, they're a lot easier than the original ones. So maybe... They've they've been made easier for younger generations to get into. So, I think the kind of fan base is from judging by that game was train up. Judging by what it said anyway in the game. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's like and then it varies up to me who's thirty two. <laughs> Still a nerd. So yeah, well we kind of get stuck this way, don't we? So do you think like movies like Detective Pikachu are probably the way to go to make a more entertaining video game movie yeah, in the future? Well, then yeah, I suppose yeah you could do, but like. I'm kind of contradicting myself because I didn't like the way Mario wasn't like Mario, but yeah. now I like the way Pokemon isn't like <laughs> the game. So, yeah, I don't I, know. I think, <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I'm I, trying to put it into words. Yeah, I, I don't can't. want to put words into your mouth, but That's I okay. think you're right, though. I think what you're basically saying is 
make a good film. <laughs> like, <laughs> make a good film. I don't care what's in it, just yeah. as long as it's good. If, if, if the, the structure of the game lends itself to making a good film, yeah. keep it. Yeah. If it doesn't, and you only get to keep a few things, at least make a good film with those recognisable things in it. Yeah. That's what... That's what Pikachu was. Pikachu is a good... Even if Pikachu was just about a man and an electric mouse and you'd never heard of Pokemon before, yeah. it's still a decently told film. Yeah, it's an entertaining... And it's the same with Sonic. I think if you enjoyed Detective Pikachu, you'd enjoy Sonic because it's similarly kind of... It builds this world... Yeah, it's a buddy cop Sonic film. Is, it's a buddy <laughs> cop a film. Really unusual buddy. But it's a, yeah, but it's a more... It, it is more child-friendly than Pokemon... The Detective Pikachu because it, it doesn't have the teeth of Ryan Reynolds and yeah, the little, and no the little edge of the monkeys being pricks and stuff <laughs> and people getting a bit angry but yeah it's like Sonic the movie the, the Sonic the movie has almost nothing to do with the games mm. like they re they reimagine Green Hills like as a, a Green neighborhood Hill. yeah it's yeah. just a neighborhood on earth oh what exactly and like Dr. Robotnik is such an outrage. Right? <laughs> and you would think that would be you think that would a be deal a, breaker. a deal breaker. And the, the rings that he collects are for interdimensional travel. That's never, I think, been That's a thing solid. in Sonic I'm, Games. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Makes yeah. good and sense. They, I think they invented a character who's an owl, who's kind of his mother figure. But they they invented a lot of stuff. But you kind of forgive it. Like, which Sonic video game have you played where James Morrison follows him around? Sonic 1 and 2. <laughs> and Mortal Kombat 1, 2 and 3. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot. Johnny Cage. Yeah, Raiden. Johnny Cage. Scorpion. James, James Morrison. Morrison. The actor James Morrison. He was fucking great. Because he was, I was kicking uh, shit. I was Cyclops once. <laughs> One of the least popular characters. Anyway, yes. But it's a competently told film about an alien coming to Earth and getting help. There's a touch of the ETs about it. There's a mm. touch of... Uh, oh, cool. You know, it's, it's And Jim fine. Carrey's in it. And Jim Carrey's in it and he overacts to hell, but he's good. That's like, what Jim Carrey what? does. I've, I've never understood this. Sorry, I didn't mean to bang the table. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> what is overacting? Like, what? how can you overacting? Well, <laughs> we're like, going to stop this hedgehog <laughs> if it's the last it, thing that I do. It's supposed to be outrageous. Yeah, so yeah, that's the is, whole yeah, point. That's, that's like, how can point. you... I, I, don't know. I don't know why you would ever get Jim Carrey for a film and expect him to tone to, it down. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just like, yeah, look, yeah. we want Jim for his quiet... And you know, disciplined approach Haven't to character. Eternal Sunshine. Of the I have yeah. seen Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. Of the yeah. That mind. Charlie Hoffman film, twenty three. Yeah, I mean, he's very good. Jim he's, Carrey. He's a very good actor, and he has a big funny mustache. And he has a big funny mustache. <laughs> um, I just enjoy Jim Carrey when he's playing the mask in everything that yeah. he's ever done since. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a big fan. Very good. Yeah. Uh, there was one other thing. Oh, we haven't had a chance to talk about my favorite video game movie of Go all time. On. My favorite video game movie, Ben. As you can probably tell by some of the action figures that's dotted around the room is Street Fighter the movie. Rick and Morty oh, the mobile video game. Another oh. terrible movie. <laughs> but it's so good. It, it, it single-handedly has the best and worst villain name of all time. M. Bison. M. Bison. <laughs> do you want to, Nisha, do you, know, do you know the story of M. Bison? Do you want to tell I, ben I don't know the background of the, of the Go on, you the tell name. me the story of M. Yeah, Bison. No, this is the thing, right? So there are four bosses in Street Fighter 2, right? right? There's a Spanish bullfighter. Yes. There's a He's boxer. The mask. The Vega. The mask and the claw. Vega. Well, hold it. on, hold on. There's a reason I'm not oh. saying the names. Oh, sorry, sorry. So <laughs> there's a Spanish bullfighter. There's a boxer. There's a Muay Thai fighter. And there's an evil dictator. In the Japanese original, the evil dictator's name was Vega. Hmm. The Muay Thai fighter's name was Sagat. The Spanish bullfighter's name was Balrog. 
and the boxer's name was M. Bison. Mm. M. Bison, Mike Tyson. Oh. Ah. Because it was Mike Tyson. He even has Mike Tyson's haircut from yeah, the yeah. time that Street Fighter 2 was released. But they knew they couldn't get away with that internationally because Mike Bison, Mike Bison, Mike Tyson would sue them. So they shuffled the names around. And they're like, no, no it's way. just ridiculous. Yeah. So M. I Bison, can't believe I never heard that. Yeah, so M. Bison became yeah. the, the dictator. They shifted yes. the name Vega to this kind of Spanish guy because Vega's, you know, it's vaguely Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the boxer became Balrog. So that's why the evil dictator is called M. Bison. I had no idea. Mike Bison, Mike Tyson. Sense. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Coincidentally, cool. why you changed your name to Mick? <laughs> no, to right. Mimic, to come closer <laughs> to Mimic. My actual birth name. <laughs> no, 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 no. Your mum saw Street Fighter 2 no. and was like, <laughs> my, my real name is Philip. <laughs> <laughs> the Michael and Philip podcast didn't, didn't really, or the Philip and Ben podcast didn't have the same ring to it. Um, so why do you like the Street Fighter movie? First of all, it's great. Yep. Second okay. of all, uh, Ming-Na Wen plays Chun-Li. And that has been formative in several forms. But... It has one of the greatest lines, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, but it has one of the greatest lines in video game cinema history. So Chun-Li, Ming-Na Wen, she's, she's on a mission to get M. Bison. She wants to get revenge on him because he destroyed her village and killed her family. Oh, classic dictator stuff. And for when, when she finally tracks him down and they have their showdown and he's like, I don't know who you are. And she says, you do And he says, for you, the day Bison came to your town and killed your parents was the most important day of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> yes, sickener, badass. Yeah, and then he uh, sickener. Then he makes makes Guile's friend into Blanca, and it's all very bizarre. Yeah. But it's another classic. Um, don't follow the story. Just do a a kind of shitty military movie. It was definitely more. Uh, more video game influence though than but mainly because all they needed to do was take these specific uh, eight main characters then what is or twelve main characters but that's including, 12, the, yeah. including, including the, the, the bad guys yeah um and just throw them wherever you want yeah and have Kylie Minogue in it. and then have Kylie yeah. Minogue as Kimmy yeah, <laughs> yeah. put Kylie Minogue in anything in all would you yeah yeah it's true actually it and is. then like Guile who's supposed to be the most American person ever is played by Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> hey guys we're gonna go I can't do it I can't you do Jean-Claude Van Damme no I can't I haven't I haven't had time to prep uh, <laughs> that was that actor's last movie for M. Bison wasn't it he yeah Raul Julia he, yeah. he was more famous for um, Adam's Family yeah Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it was his last movie, unfortunately. Um, he did it for his son. I remember reading that. He was oh, asked really? Why, yeah. He was asked why you would do the street fight because he was he had a little bit of reputation and renown as a as a decent you know actor. Yeah. And like, why would you sign on to a bloody thing? And he was like, "It's for my sons when I'm gone. I I want them That's to have cool. like a thing to watch as as kids and yeah. something to see. Like, it's a fun it, it's a fun movie." Um, like again, it might not be the best movie. <laughs> it's definitely but not it, the best. It, it is a fun movie if you're a fan of the original Street Fighters. Like you know, back when I was a kid, I loved it. Uh-huh. You know, I couldn't like the same with Super Mario Bros. I loved it, but uh, I I think it was. Although critics or whatever might say it's terrible, it's definitely a fun movie. Yeah, like there's no denying it. This guy here. I just I'm just saying what's commonly accepted. <laughs> Hi, I am uh, Prick Monkey. I am Ben. <laughs> I am one of the two people on the podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for us. Are we us. done? It's, We're wrapping up. It's the bloody. What, you, do you, what, what did I miss? Well, you know what the polar opposite of that was. Go on. Because this is 
a video game from the same era, but a movie which is a bit more true to the spirit of what it was. The first Mortal Kombat movie is actually pretty good. Yeah. Mortal yeah, Kombat. Absolutely. Now, have you ever played Mortal Kombat, Ben? I've played Mortal Kombat <laughs> 1, 2 and 3, Michael. Because once upon a time... Oh, God. Misha, what do you think of the Mortal Kombat movie? I liked the George 2 of them. Uh, possibly 3. Uh, definitely 2. I liked them. I haven't seen them in a long, long time, but I do remember... I like them all, man. See, this, this is the problem. You're, you're not going to get me to argue because I like them, I like them all. Like All these terrible f- films, I like them. <laughs> there's, no, there's no shame in that. We here yeah. at the podcast are quite a fan of terrible films on occasion. Um, but yeah, that was pretty interesting. That was probably the best choice for a show. I can never remember his name. What's the name of the evil wizard in Mortal Kombat? Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Great casting. Great evil wizard. Shang Tsung. Very I, enjoyable. Every time I think of Mortal Kombat, I think of... Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Yeah, very, very influenced, I'd say. I think influenced the other way around, though. I think oh. a, a lot oh, really? Char- yeah. I think a lot of the character designs for Mortal Kombat were influenced by Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. Oh, that's what I... Yeah. yeah. It's what such a... a it's, ah, it's Big a Trouble in Little China. A what a flick. Is that getting a reboot? Probably. I think it is. Everything's getting oh, really, a reboot yeah, these days. Yeah. Should we Should we make a reboot of it? Just the, the three of us. Just the three of us. <laughs> Who plays Jack Burton? Ah, oh, come on. Get Nisha in there. All of us at different we'll times. All of us at different times. It's always sunny when they make Lethal Weapon. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. No blackface, though. We're not doing no, blackface. Not no, no. We'll stay away from that. That wouldn't do us any favours. <laughs> no. uh, not here at the podcast. <laughs> not again. Not again. Our failed Moon Knight short film. People are doing Nisha's Instagram. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it from us this week. We'd like to give a huge thank you to Nisha, who came along and and gave time out of his busy Sunday to uh, talk to us about terrible and not so terrible video game movies. You can find him at Retro Gamer Ireland on Instagram. Anywhere else yeah. that you'd like to plug there, Nisha? Nah, that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. At Retro Gamer Ireland, so you can you can watch his collection grow and yeah. and watch his love of of retro games uh, expand and go on. Give him an L follow. Give him an L follow. He's a lovely guy. He gave us a hand. He gave us a dig out today. Um, if you want to hear more from us, don't know why you would, but if you do, uh, we're all over the internet. We are on Instagram at Sean Rebug. S E O M R A B E A G. I mean, it's Sunny Room in Irish. We are kind also, of. <laughs> kind of. We are also online, if you'd like a more formal internet experience, at seanrebeug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means Sunny Room in Irish. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, and then you can get in touch with us. If you're watching us on YouTube, give us now a like. Yeah. Go if on. you're one of those last remnants watching us on YouTube, <laughs> just, just get on Spotify. What's wrong Spotify? with you? Yeah. I watch on YouTube. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tanisha. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll get on to Spotify tonight. <laughs> you absolute pillock. Oh, no, no. What have I done <laughs> This is uh, Nisha, our first and last ever guest on the podcast because no one's ever going to come along again. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, what was your first experience with retro games? Uh, Do you still play them today? Do you miss them? How do you feel about video game movies as adaptations? For the listeners, Um, how do you feel about video game adaptations? Are there any that we missed? Are there any really good ones that we haven't given a fair shakedown to? Get in touch with us. Prince of Persia. No, yeah. We might have Nisha back on again to discuss. <laughs> more modern adaptations away from the retro gamer thing that's it from us this week that's bye from Mick and myself and bye from me there we go see you Nisha bye bye <laughs>